Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of the players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you in our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Uh, Voodoo. Say hey! Willie Mays Hayes here. Play like Mays, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Don't you have any proven major league talent? Now I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering, just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One whole chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does. Thank you for me, she really does. And the pickoff. Every time we win, we peel a section. <laughs> Tom Berenger. Zipper on your skirt stuck. Use your imagination. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. These things make me look ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing, son. How big is that important? Corbin Burnson. And Bob Euchre. Hey, with swings and crushes one towards South America. Major League. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Name one. Yellowstone. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the trailer for the funny movie called Major League. Major League, which is a 1989 film starring Tom Berger, Berger. Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, James Gannon, Bob Euchre, Rene Russo, Margaret Wilton, Dennis Haysbert, and Corbin Burnson, uh, telling the story of a single regular season of a fictionalized version of the Cleveland Indians baseball team. Major League grossed $75 million worldwide from an $11 million budget and spawned two sequels, Major League Two and Major League Back to the Minors, neither of which repeated the success of the original film. So what the main whole main plot of Major League, the movie is, is that the Cleveland Indians owner has passed away. His wife, ex-showgirl Rachel Phelps, pretty much inherits the team from her dead husband. And she wants to put together a team so bad that they have to relocate down to Miami because she doesn't like living in Cleveland. Well, you get a bunch of ragtag players, one being Jake, who is down in the Mexican League when he gets a phone call from the new general manager of the Cleveland Indians, and he's pretty much like, is this you, Tolbert? You know, if you're 
going to pull this shit. At least you could say you're from the Yankees hangs up. Then you have Rick Vaughn, who's in prison at the time. He gets the phone call from the GM of the Indians. Um, And we see the new coach of the Indians, whose name is... God, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. Sorry, guys. Um, Lou Brown, who for 30 years was the manager of the... Toledo mud, mud hens. And so once this group of ragtag players starts playing, um, Roger Dorn immediately sees Rick Vaughn, who's trying to become the starting pitcher, sees him as kind of like a threat, even though Roger Dorn's a veteran. Roger Dorn's kind of an ass. He's kind of an asshole. He he tries and picks on Rick Vaughn early on, um, even to the point where he puts a red slip in his locker. And so uh, Rick goes into Lou Brown's office and says, you know, every time I pitch against you, I'm going to shove it right up your ass, you know, for cutting him. And Lou Brown straight out tells him, hey, you know, I didn't cut you. I think someone's been having fun at your expense and Rick already knows who that was, who that could be. So he goes after Roger Dorn and they get into a fight. Well, then they're separated and we learn a little bit more about Jake Taylor and why this team means so much to him being that this is his last hurrah, his final moment in the sun, so to speak. And his knees are betraying him. He's, going to be the catcher. Lou Brown also wants him to be the leader of the group. And he later takes, um, Jake Taylor later takes Ricky Vaughn and Willie Mays Hayes under his wing and kind of mentors them. Um, Willie Mays Hayes is hoping to be like a home run hitter. Well, in the very beginning, he hits it every he pops up all the time and Lou Brown says anytime you hit a pop fly or hit one in the air I want you to give me so many (laughs) push-ups and so a lot of the time we see that happening um Dorn as I said earlier who's kind of an asshole in the movie he uh he tells Lou Brown that he doesn't feel like he needs to strain himself or, you know, play for this team because he doesn't want to get hurt and he doesn't feel that this team is any good anyway. So <laughs> Lou Brown sees him pretty much not go for a ground ball during um, training camp and says, next time I see you do that, you're going to owe me like, 20 or so sit-ups and so Dorn later gets out his contract and says see it says in my contract I don't have to do this and so Lou Brown grabs it throws it on the ground and pisses on his contract and then walks away and in the very beginning the team does lose a lot once the regular season starts but 
the funniest part about it is, is that when Rick Vaughn gets up to pitch in one of the very early games of his career, Bob Euchre goes just a bit outside and we see Rick Vaughn struggling a lot. Um, we also see a, uh, <laughs> another player by the name of Pedro Serrano, who pretty much is another crazy character in this group of characters and misfits for the Cleveland Indians in the movie. And you see um, he his story is he defected from Cuba because he wanted religious freedom. And when Lou Brown asks um, what religion and the GM says voodoo. <laughs> and so we see fucking Serrano doing a lot of voodoo shit in the locker room. Um, he has a uh, um, model called Jobu who he tells one of the aging pitchers that, hey, you don't want to steal his rum. It's pretty much going to um, bring you bad luck. Well, Eddie Harris, not believing in this, who is the aging pitcher who pretty much loads up the ball with illegal substances like he rubs his nose, he spits on the ball, all that to try and, you know, win games as a pitcher. So Eddie Harris later drinks out of Jobu's rum and then gets nailed by um, a player who accidentally throws his baseball bat and ends up hitting Harris. Well, then later in the movie, the team starts to come together. But the GM makes it clear to Lou Brown that Rachel Phelps would never allow this team to even become a contender that she would get rid of everyone and bring in other players that would lose so that she can move them to Miami and then bring in better stars and all that after they move. Um, Lou Brown later tells the team about it. And in a defining moment of Jake Taylor's leadership role, he says, then, you know, there's only one thing left to do. And Roger Dorn says, what's that? And he says, win the whole fucking thing. And the team rallies around that to the point where Lou Brown brings in like a poster or a, a model thing of Rachel Phelps. And for each game they win, they peel off an article of clothing on this model or cardboard cutout. And... It's funny because they start winning. So each time they win, an article of clothing gets peeled off until they finally um, get near the ending of the movie where they uh, are now tied for the American East. They're tied with the New York Yankees for first place in the American League East division. Um requiring a one-game playoff to determine the division champion. Uh, Dorn's wife, Suzanne, later sees Roger Dorn cheating on her on TV with another woman. So she ends up sleeping with Rick Vaughn, and Rick Vaughn doesn't know who the hell the woman he, he hooked up with until um, 
she says, I'm Mrs. Roger Dorn. <laughs> and Jake Taylor walks into his room after she walks out and uh, and Rick Vaughn's like, I didn't know. How was I supposed to know? And so Suzanne later tells Roger about this. And so Roger wants to find and have a talk with Rick Vaughn. Well, in the playoff game, it's pretty much, you know, the Indians and Yankees battling it out until the Yankees take a 2-0 lead in the top of the seventh inning. Um, but in the bottom half of the seventh inning, Dorn later reaches safely on base, and Serrano finally connects on a curveball when he hits a two-out, two-run homer to tie the game. Vaughn later comes in to relieve Harris in the top of the ninth after the Yankees load the bases with two outs, and he's able to strike out their best hitter for the first time ever in his career, maintaining the tie. Um, in the bottom of the ninth, Hayes hits a two-out single and then steals second with Taylor at bat. Taylor points to the outfield, mimicking Babe Ruth's famous called shot, luring the Yankees to play deep, then bunts, running at full speed despite his bad knees. He reaches first safely while Hayes rounds third and avoids the tag at the plate securing scoring the run that wins the Indians the division as the team celebrates and fans rush the field Dorn finds Vaughn and ends up punching him in the face then embraces him Taylor sees Lynn in the stands who reveals she is no longer wearing her engagement ring and she joins him in the celebration on the field and if you've never seen this movie go check it out it is funnier than hell um the group of characters is amazing lou brown is funnier than hell um and yeah it's just an all-around good movie i mean you even see jake taylor reconnect with his former flame lynn who's a librarian and it's just so cool to see this movie i mean knowing now that they're no no longer the cleveland indians they're the cleveland guardians i do believe um just goes to show that this movie will always be a timeless classic and like i said if you've seen it you know how funny it is and if you haven't seen it go watch major league you can even watch the other two sequels although the third movie back to the minors has nothing to do with the first two movies and the second movie is okay it just deals with how the team is dealing with fame after what they did the very in the very first movie and all that. So I am so sorry that I haven't been able to upload these regularly. I've been maintaining my focus mostly on um, my schoolwork and then also on the Twitch channel. But just know I haven't forgotten about the podcast. Um, and I will be back next week to talk about and either a movie, a sport, or have a guest on the show. So this is Stephen Jarvis from the Jarvis Podcast saying thank you so very much. I love you all, and talk to you next time. <laughs>